You're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Was uh, driving around listening to The Drive yesterday. <laughs> See that? I did there. And um, Zach and, and Philip were having a, a conversation about Patrick Mahomes. And Zach made the connection that in Nikola Jokic, are we looking at the Patrick Mahomes of the NBA? I'll tell you what, man. Uh, by this spring, Jokic and Mahomes will be a lot more closer than people would like to imagine. Ooh-wee. Mahomes has two regular season MVPs. Jokic already has two. Jokic is about to have three. Jokic could join Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem, Moses Malone, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, LeBron James as the ninth player ever to have three MVPs. And don't don't let him win the finals MVP because we it's going to make some people so uncomfortable. He's going to win the finals MVP. If they get there, he's going to. And, and I'm already assuming he's going to win the regular season MVP. If both of those things happen, you're talking about him being on the shortest list in NBA history of a guy with three regular season MVPs and two finals MVPs. You can count them on one hand right now. It's Kareem, it's Magic, it's Bird, it's Michael, it's uh, LeBron. That's it. <laughs> what was that? That's a different one. Uh, that, but that was was that Phil? That's it. That, that's it. So can we can we add that that right there to his but entire? That that, but was that Phil or was that that was Zach? That was, that Zach. was Zach. Yeah. If you play the very oh, beginning, we just got bumped. Oh, <laughs> you can't you can't hear? Can you, there's a ghost? I can um, still hear you, but you just can't hear yourself. That happened to me yesterday. Don't worry, fever's here. Fever's here to fix it. Fever was. But, but that was Zach's laugh in that very beginning of that. Play. All right, so we need to do. We need to add that laugh to all his other laughs. Yes. Because I don't know if I've ever worked. Never mind worked with anybody. I don't think I've ever known anybody that has such a diversified laugh track. He does and have he, a lot he, of different laughs. This guy, he's a very. <laughs> there's one. That's, 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 no, uh, the no, first one is Stokely. No, 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 that's Zach. No, I no. swear, that, let me hear that one again. I always that's 100% thought that, Zach. That's Zach. I thought that Stokes was Stokes. Is even, no, Stokes is, I know what you're saying, because Stokes has that, a laugh that had a similar, sound. but his, Stokes is higher than that. It's a uh, higher pitch. <laughs> now that's the, that's, that's the stoner that. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guffaw. The guffaw, yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that. And then there's this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that guy. That is a good laugh. That trick. guy. He's a five-tool laugher. He is a five-tool he's laugher. He's a five-tool laugher. He's got the guffaw. He's got a full. He's got a full toolkit. Stoner laugh. Yeah. What's the one where he just he he gives it multiple? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts saying, <laughs> "Oh, that's uh, funny." Well, I no, just, here's here's it's a good. It, I love the observation. But uh-huh. let, let's pick <laughs> let's pick it apart a little. Let's pick it apart a little bit. Okay. Now, from it from the from the accomplishment standpoint, and just putting together a resume standpoint, he's exactly right. Nikola Jokic is ready to be the Patrick Mahomes. Of the NBA. But here's where the big difference is. Nikola Jokic will never have the overall impact that Patrick Mahomes has created. 
Mm. Patrick Mahomes has, in, in a very short time, with what he's accomplished, Mahomes has already quickly, and in some people's opinion, has already cemented his legacy as the greatest quarterback in the NFL. Nikola Jokic will never, short of winning six, seven championships, will never be regarded as the greatest player to ever play the game. I'm just telling you. Yeah. I'm just telling you. And that's that's a, a, a byproduct of uh, the city he plays in, the market he plays in. Um, being European. Being European. You know, he's just, he's never going to have the commercial well, appeal of a will Patrick he Mahomes. Ever be, will he ever be considered the greatest center of all time? I think his ceiling is Tim Duncan. Which is a heck of a ceiling, by the way. But but he's not going to be in the same... He may have the same accomplishments, but he won't be revered like Bill Russell, I, I, Will Chamberlain. I just, I just... I think we've already seen it as he's put together the start of his NBA career. Look at how it's been received. Look how it's been picked apart. Look at how it's been debated. Look at how it's been argued by, by people who cover and talk about his sport and then compare that with the way that Mahomes is talked about and elevated and congratulated and and, and put on a pedestal. Jokic hasn't come anywhere close to that. And so I just don't think he'll ever... I don't think he'll ever be able to make the same kind of impact on his sport all time that a Mahomes has already made. I think it's interesting in that you know, use the NBA comparisons to football. If you're talking about the greatest quarterback of all time, you're talking about Tom Brady. What does he not have? The nostalgia pick. The New England Patriots were the evil empire. Mm-hmm. They were the Spygate empire. They were the Deflategate empire. They were the... And so you'll never get that nostalgic... Like, people can't wait for somebody to usurp Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback of all time. You don't have that with Wilt. You don't have that with some of the all-time Bill Russell. You don't have that with some of the all-time greats. And maybe that will fade with age, kind of like the Baltimore, or excuse me, the uh, Buffalo Bills, you know, their four straight Super Bowls and four straight losses. That has, with time, that has aged much better. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have that nostalgia aspect, I think, to the New England Patriots organization. So people are excited about somebody kind of jumping over the top of Tom Brady. If you want to compare accomplishments, absolutely. Jokic is set to be the Mahomes of his generation in the NBA. Yeah. I just I just don't think we're going to see the same kind of um, that same overall impact that you that you feel that you get with Mahomes. I just don't think you'll you'll get it with Jokic. Correct. I don't. I I agree with that. I don't think so either. And again, Jokic doesn't care. No. I do think it's Im- important to to you as a fan. You, you want to see Jokic get his, his just due, right? You want to see. Well, you want to see the Nuggets be recognized Absolutely. for being great. But I'm 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 telling you that that's why I have for the last few years made all these Spurs comparisons. The NBA doesn't want the Nuggets to be. The face of their league. They don't. Sorry, it's it's an inconvenient truth, but it's the truth. They don't want right. Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets to be the centerpiece, the face 
of their league. That is true. They didn't want the Spurs to be that either. But the Spurs won so damn much, they had no choice. And guess what happened in the process? They became uber popular. They became revered. They became a draw. That's what the Nuggets have to do. That's why the the work that the Nuggets have accomplished is great, winning one championship. But if they truly want to get there, just do, their work's only just begun. They, they have to win with this with this group. They, they have to win at least two more, at least two more to get the kind of respect that I right. think a, a lot of the Nugget fans want to see them receive. Until, until the NBA, until Denver becomes kind of a, a destination spot on Saturdays and Sundays and weeknights, it, it becomes a destination spot for the NBA. The broadcasts show up here. Everybody, they, it it becomes a focal point. You think they wanted to make that happen in San Antonio all those years? No, they had to though. But they had to, right? But when it started, no, it would, there was a reluctant. Acceptance. I guarantee you, in the NBA offices, Adam Silver looks at the Nuggets winning a championship the same way back in the day David Stern looked at the Spurs winning that championship. Right. Okay, I hope that was an outlier. I, I, I'm sorry, it's the truth. Right. But keep winning, and then they have no choice. Mm-hmm. Keep winning, and they have no choice. So, coming up, uh, more of the game that we've been playing this morning, what Sean Payton is saying, and what does Sean Payton, Payton mean? That's next. The power's out at our house. Ah, coffee table. But since our family has storm-ready Wi-Fi from Xfinity, we can stream or game in the dark. As I try and fill around for a seat. Ah, here we go. Oh, who moved the couch? Get storm-ready Wi-Fi only from Xfinity, so you can stay connected for up to four hours, even when the power goes out. Restrictions apply. Limited to customers within range of 4G LTE cellular signal. Speeds reduced to 30 7 megabits per second. Actual speeds vary. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash stormready. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. Give you a recap of what uh, Telestrator Tuesday revealed today. Mark did it earlier in the show as he's begun his film breakdown of these quarterbacks that are going to be coming out in the uh, college class. Taking a look at the coaches' film, the Exos Thundercloud, that's only available to uh, guys like Stink. And last week looked at uh, J.J. McCarthy. Today he looked at Bo Nix. In case you missed it, he'll give you his review on uh, Bo Nix here coming up in just a little bit. But we've been playing a game this morning with uh, Sean Payton making the rounds. Boy, he was everywhere. Although, as, as, as he went to a lot of different outlets to be interviewed, but he said a lot of the same things. Clearly, he had his, 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 his brand. He had his messages. He had his bullet points. He had his themes he wanted to uh, drive home. So we're playing a little game. What did Sean say, and what does Sean actually mean? Here's what he said to uh, Jim Rome about what he looks for in a quarterback. I think it's important that they're quick processors. Let me give you an example, uh, and this was the strength of Drew's. It's the strength of Mahomes. During any given play in seven seconds, he's going to point out the mic ID. He's going to send the receiver in motion. He's going to alert the back here for a check down, and he's going to alert Kelsey. It's cover zero. Like, he's a guy that gets in the car, 
And I'm the opposite now, right? I've got this new car. No, I'm dead serious, no, though. No, I know where you're going with this. That's why I'm laughing. I've got this new car, right? And I know how to turn the radio on. I get to my auto, 72 degrees, whatever that is, and I drive. They get to the 50 buttons that are available, heat warmers, seat warmers. I have no idea where my seat warmer is, but I know I have one. Right. These guys got to be able to operate quickly in six or seven seconds. It's the hardest thing for us to evaluate. What do he say? What do you mean? Actually, this one, it was it, it's easy. You got to know where your seat warmer is. <laughs> Dude, I love the seat warmer for a minute until you're... It can get kind of... It can get right, hot. Until you're, until you're yarbles. I can't put it on the high setting. Right, sometimes... My cheeks feels, get, like... Right. I mean, toasty's fine, but this goes beyond toasty. Right. When you start to get a little bit damp, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Damp? Yeah, because it starts to get so hot. Down oh, there, you can get a little bit sticky, swampy. Swampy? Yeah, swampy. Yeah, <laughs> and that's where the bat wings start. Oh, no. So you need to stay off the heat seater. But yeah, those heat seaters can Dude, be. Dude, they can get hot. They get hot. You know, the other one is the heat, the steering wheel that heats up. Oh, sorry. I don't have that function available. You guys, uh, you know? You guys have the heated steering wheels? Oh, good for you. Right. <laughs> no, no, I, get no I don't have that. I, yeah. This is just a new one. Okay. I got a steering wheel that heats up, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> okay. But I would rather have, I would rather have. Must be nice. Air conditioning in the seats than the heat seat. Yes, correct. 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 But I that, just, yeah. Because but, but that, that's where Anyway, back to what he said. Oh, yeah. Sorry. When you hear that. Does it bring more clarity to why it didn't work out with he and Russ? Because Russ, and, and I'm, I'm yeah. talking about Russ in a positive way. The, the best of Russ, what Russ does well, what, what Russ has done very well over the course of his career, uh-huh. I'm not here to, to bag on Russ. Right. He's been a very successful quarterback for a long time, but just what you heard there from what Peyton wants, that's not Russ. Right. To right? operate the entirety of the offense, to not only get your pre-snap, but then as you're in your pre-snap, to send guys in motion, to create the shifts, to identify the mic, to see what you think they're playing, where the rotation is going to be. Isn't it going to be a two-high look or a single-high look? You know, all those different things. You're taking in information. How are the cornerbacks set up on the, you know, on the uh, – on the uh, on the wide receivers, are they squared up? Are they looking in? Are they peeking in? Because if they're peeking in, it's going to be a zone. If they're squared up, it could be man or it should be man. You know, all the little tells that you look at. You got to take all that stuff in, like he said, in six seven seconds. And then when you snap the ball, you've got to confirm in post, like post snap, is exactly what I thought it was. And then know that man, this over here is not good. I got to get back to the backside, or I got to, I got to, I got to get to number three in my like eliminate instantly eliminate one or two because you know based on the look that you got and the confirmation that you've got that's not going to be a good place to throw the football that there's a lot that I do give quarterbacks a lot of credit for just the pre-snap and post-snap machinations that's a big word right that's a great word yep but but used properly yeah used perfectly because there are there, there there's a ton of machinations that go into it and and that's why this whole idea that, well, it's Sean's job to coach to what Russ does rather than what Sean wants. And 
I'm sorry, I just can't yeah. I can't agree with that because you you hire Sean for what Sean believes in, what Sean believes works for him, what he's comfortable with doing and what he wants. That's why you traded for him. That's why you gave up a lot for him. That's why you 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 paid so much for him. You don't give up all that to get Sean Payton and then ask him to come in and and not doing it. Drive a 1984 Jeep Wrangler. You you brought this guy in with the idea that you're gonna have a car that's got heat seaters, a lot of buttons. Yeah, and he's gonna be able to drive that car, or he wants somebody that's gonna be able to drive that car. Right. And to ask him to settle for for less, then that's just a waste yeah. of what you gave up for Peyton. He wants a fast car. He wants a fast car. Why can't I be happy? Is it fast enough to get you where you're going? Hey, you got to make a decision. One more here from uh, Sean, what he says and what he means. Okay. Here you go. Is there someone to hold the fort currently in our league or possibly a young player in our league that maybe is waiting to excel and and in the right situation? We've seen that happen, right? Mm -hmm. Get the right fit. I mean, Baker Mayfield this year had a great season. That lends a lot of credence to your Sam Darnold or my squishy Mac Mac Jones or the idea that, there you go, the idea that there is a quarterback out there, young quarterback, mm -hmm. who got misplaced, miscast. Not in the right situation. And here, with me, it would be different. That's right. You've heard a lot of, we've played a lot of Sean Payton today, okay? Mm-hmm. Based on everything you've heard today, what does your gut tell you what direction he's going when it comes to getting a quarterback this offseason? He's going to try to sign Sam Darnold. Really? You mark my words. Mark them. Mark it down. Really? Clip it. Do you feel as strongly about this as you did Aaron Rodgers being traded to the Broncos? Yes. That was actually rock solid. <laughs> that was, was happening. Solid. Your intel <laughs> was good. <laughs> Come on. How else, knowing what we know now, how else is anybody hiring Nathaniel Hyatt? He still has a job as an OC. Yeah. God, does I mean, he, if that's not proof enough, wow! Does he? Can you cannot do? You cannot have the just the debacle that was the 2022 yeah. season, and still think you're getting a job coordinating an offense after that debacle, fired after 15 games, if you don't have Aaron well, Rodgers well, on your side, and then and then and then following that up in New York with Aaron Rodgers in the building, and still having a year in which. What's come out since is that it's been an equal clown show right? with the Jets. And you've retained your job. And you kept your job. because of Aaron. Aaron. They're, like, if that doesn't prove. Who owes more to their success in life? Mm. Okay. Uh, Ready for this really quick? Okay, yeah. Who owes more? Me partnering with you. Correct. No, I was going to say, who owes more? Nathaniel Hackett. To Aaron Rodgers uh -huh. or Brandon Stokely to Peyton Manning. Ooh, wow. 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 <laughs> that is good. Need some time to think about that? That is good. No. No. 
I'm going to say Stoke. That went on for like 15 years. And continues today. Yeah, it continues today. <laughs> He's probably over polishing the last rim before he comes over here. <laughs> Coming up, more of uh, what's trending. How Mark, yes, Mark, became a TikTok star. And uh, why nobody's cooler than Marshawn Lynch. That's next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. Here we go, here we go. The uh, Nuggets lose last night. Got blown out again. Back-to-back blowout losses on the road at Sacramento, at Milwaukee. So, Coach, as you have one more game left before the All-Star break, how do you handle it? I think for me as a head coach, I got to make sure that I am not overreacting and panicking while also that delicate balance of holding accountable and letting them know how we're playing right now these last two games is not good enough. You know, you can you can hear, and I've seen it, I've heard it, I've felt it, mm-hmm. how Malone has grown with the way that this team has grown and how he's handled success and how he's he's coached with the new expectations, the new standards for this team. Yeah. There's haven't you sensed that there's an elements of there's an element of patience with him. There's an element of the of looking at the big picture with him. Oh, even that with, we've that we've right. never really heard even from with, him before. Even with younger guys. Yes. Don't you feel like there's more patience mm-hmm. for younger guys to grow into the system and he just is like it used to feel like he won't suffer a fool. Like if you if you turn the ball over, you don't play hard, you know, or you don't do what you're required to do without the ball in your hand, then you're gonna sit. The, you're gonna get very limited, couple minutes, and I'm I'm gonna yank you. Feels like that. Feels like that has grown. That that space has grown a little bit. There's a little bit longer leash, so to speak, when it comes to how you're dealing with your team. Where a couple of years ago, before you won a championship. You might have gone, you know, you might have gone completely rogue in the press conference and and called your team soft, and, right? Because you've done that, yeah. But he and it's usually, it's usually, you know, I mean, it's usually, it's done based on that's what my team needs to hear, and right. that's where we are right now. But I do feel there's a little bit of kinder, gentler. Well, Malone. it's just I, I call it big picture Malone. Before it was just you were, you were trying to not only establish yourself. As a bona fide coach, you're trying to establish your team, and you're, you're so caught up in what you have to do now. Right, right. This is what I got to do right now. Yeah. Whereas once you win a championship, it gives you this this newfound perspective of mm-hmm. what the whole process, what the whole journey is like, and it allows you to sit back and say, you know what? I'm not going to sweat a couple of blowout losses on the mm-hmm. road a couple of days before All-Star break. I'm just not. Because I have the benefit of what I now know. Big difference. You've you've definitely heard it if you are a Nuggets fan over the years following Michael Malone. <laughs> then there's a Jared Bednar, who, again, has a sense of what the bigger picture looks like. But you can understand why right now he is very much caught up in the right now. It's all about, for me, 
you know, getting back to our game and, and paying attention to the details that we talked about this morning and bringing that competitive edge and getting, you know, the, we have a certain boxes that we want to check every night. We feel they give us a good chance of win. And we we got to focus on us a little bit more here for the for the remainder of the road trip. Um, and it started today. Yeah, Jared Bednar does not have the luxury of uh, taking a look at an O for the road trip right right now and saying ah. No biggie, we'll be fine. This team's got some some legitimate issues to work through. I yeah, I love the concept of focusing on us because again, that's let's focus on what our identity is. What we let's make sure that that we have established kind of our mission statement, what we want to be about. I've always felt like that was a, a really from just a personal standpoint, Mike. To understand what you want to be, who you want to be, what you want to be about, and have that well-defined so that when you do meet those crossroads in a season or in your life or whatever, you've got a set of tenants that you can kind of hang your hat on and say, man, this is what we're what we're about. And sometimes when you're chasing other things, you know, those things don't line up or you forget those things or you let those things slip. And he's just basically saying, we've got to get to, back to being us. And, and that's where we're going to start winning. Mark Schlereth, TikTok star? So... i got to tell you something really quick before okay. you even start. Go ahead. Okay, so you've got some TikTok thing. Yeah. Right? So, here's what happened to my TikTok account. So, I had a TikTok account. This is funny. So, my granddaughter... Found out I have this TikTok account. And she said, Popo, can I make TikToks? And of course, me being the great grandfather that I am, absolutely. So she's making all these TikTok accounts of her and my other, my younger granddaughter dancing and all kinds of stuff. I got kicked out of TikTok because they basically said, this is un- inappropriate for somebody your age. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. They didn't know they were my granddaughters, obviously, oh, and no. they're like, "You're posting oh, videos God, that are man. not age appropriate." No. Kind of like, hey, "Is that your daughter?" Oh, oh, <laughs> so man. look, at, if I try to get into TikTok right now, and I haven't signed back in, I'm just like, "Well, I don't really use TikTok anyhow. I downloaded it, but I've never really been much of a TikTok guy." So hold on, let me find TikTok really quick. Because when I click on it. All right, it, while you're doing that. Oh, here it is, right here. Okay, there's the TikTok app. You yeah, see it? Yeah. Watch when I, I do it. Okay, here it comes up. And it says, so it gives me, like, I've got to re-log in and prove that I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I just haven't. That I, lends a whole new level to, is that your daughter? I just embarrassed myself in front of you two on the beach. Right. You've been banned on TikTok. I've been, I've been like, they're like, hey, dude, we don't trust the uh, validity of this account. Wow. Well, this is a different TikTok. This was put out by somebody else uh, who was who was a football fan who was ranking his top five dirtiest players in NFL history. Guess who came in at number five? Top five NFL dirtiest players of all time. Let's go. At number five. Give me Mark Schlereth. 
Schlereth was maybe, in the literal sense, the dirtiest player in NFL history. He was known to urinate on himself intentionally during games to make life worse for his opponents, which is beyond gross. <laughs> Schlereth, in his defense, took it as well as he gave it out. And by the time he retired following the 2000 season, he'd undergone 15 knee surgeries in his life. Well, everything is wrong about that. One, I didn't urinate on myself to, you know, it didn't have anything to do with the opponent. Just I had to go. And as you said before, when I had to go, I just, I'm a pecker. Well, <laughs> <laughs> go. I didn't say that, did that. No, I just went. Right. So, but it didn't have anything to do. Like, I wasn't trying to gross out the opponent. Right. Gross out the opponent or, you know, or Earl Grey you. Okay. Okay. Like urine pants. Right. Okay. And then what else was wrong? I said I had 15 knee surgeries in my life. I'm 15 on my left knee. Well, maybe that's what he was going by. That's not what he said. Jabroni! Still, you made the list. By the way, this is a distinguished list you're on. The what? rest of his top five? Yeah. Who he had you? Jack Tatum, number four, okay. Bill Romanowski, number three, Vontez Burfecht, number two, and the guy that still to this day, he's he's an old school player, but he still has a reputation. Conrad Dobler, oh, number yeah. one. Dobler. So I'll tell you what, Stink, to be in that category, that's some pretty elite category because those are guys that easily yeah, I would show up on a lot of, of right. dirtiest player ever list, and you're so in there I should five. be. I should, I should relish this. I should embrace it, right? I think you should. Did you ever think of yourself as a dirty player? No, I was never a dirty player. Mark, what would your opponent say? I wasn't, I wasn't by any stretch of the imagination was I dirty. Okay. Did I hold every play? Yeah. <laughs> That's not dirty. It's just... Wily. Smart. Crafty. I'm hard, dog. If you don't want to be held, don't let me hold you. Do something about it. Hello? Come on. How dumb are you? <laughs> you just going to complain about it? Yeah. He's holding me. <laughs> He's holding me. By the way, th th this this dude on TikTok showed uh, one of your highlights um, in the Pittsburgh playoff game. Uh, I think it was the Pittsburgh. Was it a Pittsburgh oh, playoff AFC game? Championship AFC game? Championship yeah. game. Yeah. There's a there's a down by the goal line. You guys uh, are pulling. It looks like you and Nalen are pulling, and TD cuts back to the left and runs right through the hole that you and uh, I think Nalen have just created. Terrific block. Thank you. Terrific Thank block. You. Thank you. Just like. Moving bodies, road grader style. Oh, yeah. It was, and actually, may I also say, mm -hmm. you looked quite athletic in doing it. Yeah. My high Maybe knee. you might want to post that on TikTok instead of videos yeah. from your granddaughters. My Heine was taut at that time. Had a taut, taut body. Wow, you got kicked. That says a lot. These days, I'm you gotta, glad they have them. Considering what's out there on TikTok, for right. you to get like banned from TikTok, that's saying something. I know they thought I was pedo, man. They thought seriously. I mean, they they were like, this guy's got way too many no, young they, little, they, little girls they dancing around. Clearly on his, thought that. Oh, yes. His, yes. His fifty. Thank you. Good 50. to know that Thank TikTok good. is right. The, right. Yes. Yeah, it is good to it's know. Good that to know TikTok they have standards. Is, right, cleaning things up yeah. a little bit. Oh, yeah. Thank God you explained that, by the way. Then my TikTok was... Yeah, why? Because otherwise, 
I haven't gone. I, that's really creepy. Right? If it wasn't the way you described right. it. But thank God. I set up my TikTok. I did a couple, and then I just lost interest. It's like TikTok. So you just... Then I gave it to my granddaughters, and they just went buck wild on my... <laughs> There's just so many you know, silly little dances. Jeez. Oh, boy. Uh, well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah. Uh, up next, Mark's recap of Telestrator Tuesday as he took a deep inside-the-film look at Bo Nix. Bo Nix. Is he as high on Bo Nix as he was last week with J.J. McCarthy? We'll find out next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Uh, if you're not familiar, we have a segment here on the show we call Telestrator Tuesday. Very popular segment where Mark has the benefit of uh, what what very few people in this town have is to be able to get the coaches film uh, on your Exos Thundercloud. Correct. And it, it's so much different than what we watch on TV, the TV copy. You get a chance to to look at the game the way the coaches and the players look at the game. So you've, throughout the course of the season, have had some some really, uh, I think, very insightful uh, looks into the Broncos and Russell Wilson. And it's some of your breakdowns have created quite a stir and have gone viral. But in this case, with the college quarterbacks that we're all talking about as being possibilities for the Broncos, we decided, hey, let's take advantage of um, the insight you can gain from from looking at these guys, last week we looked at J.J. McCarthy of Michigan. You came away very impressed. Today it was uh, Bo Nix. Kind of reset what you saw from uh, Bo Nix on the game film. Well, very much like J.J. McCarthy, I, I came away very impressed with arm talent. Now, last week I got myself in trouble because some of you don't know what let it eat means. I had some old lady from Aurora or something. I've been watching baseball for 84 years. I've never heard anybody say, let it eat. You know, like, pipe down, lady. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> That's a bit aggressive, but okay, keep going. <laughs> but anywho, um, but like tangible skill set, man. Um, a live arm, athletic, can really motor around. Quick feet. Throws off platform exceptionally well, very much like Jay. All those things JJ McCarthy did. I think the the thing that I guess I'm a little bit leery of is how would you transition that skill set to an NFL quarterback? Because when you look at Oregon, they are in spread three by one, three by two, empty backfields, all those things. And it really becomes a matter of not reading progressions, but reading your pre-snap, predetermining where you want to go with the football based on your matchup, and then throwing it to that guy. There's not a manipulation of the safeties. There's not a holding coverage. There's not a, say, let me hold this safety in the middle of the field, and then let me get to the outside guy, or 
There's not a, hey, here's the progression that we're running. We're running some type of flood route where we got to go. We've got a seven route coming from the inside, and we've got a flat, you know. I want to read through one, two, to three and see where I should go with the football based upon the coverage that I'm getting. That's not what you see in Oregon football. Oregon football is predetermined where you want to throw the football and then throw it there. Not a lot of getting off number one to get to number two or number three. It is predetermined where you want to go with the football based on the look you get, and you're going to get, in our spread system, you're going to get, you know, one-on-one matchups all over the place, and you're going to throw it to the ball to that guy. So there, that it, that's the hard evaluation part because when you see the skill set, you can see all that stuff. But when you're lining up in three-by-two stagnant formations, and it's what, you know, we heard the sound with Sean. You know, it's about... Getting us out of the huddle. It's about ID in the mic. It's about motioning the receiver over, shifting the tight end. It's about creating a favorable matchup and then reading out the progression. College is stagnant. It's about lining up in three by two and looking where your best matchup is and throwing it to that guy. And so how does that tra- – I don't know how that translates. If you don't do it, you got to guess. Well, especially since he's been co- playing college quarterback for five years. And here we are at the end of a five-year right. journey, and, and that's the kind of quarterback he's playing. You didn't see him under center, I, I would assume. No. Okay. No. So I, I suppose the question is, Kit, is, is this something based on your experience? Because you, you cover NFL quarterbacks every single week. They all came from college. Is, is there Are there some comps out there that you can find of guys that you know played Exclusively that kind of style in college, but we're able mm-hmm. to make that transition. Well, Brock, You're talking about Brock the Purdy. When I talk to Brock Purdy, because his feet are so good, his setups are so good, his timing in the offense is so good, I was like, "Hey, man, forgive me. I never watched any Iowa State football, but I'm assuming you you spent a lot of time under center, either there or in high school." He goes, "No, never." Really? Wow! I would have thought. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, watching Brock Purdy, I would have thought that he lived under center. Prototypical seven on seven hmm. spread offense in high school in Arizona, spread offense at Iowa State. Didn't spend any time at all. Said, man, it was a real like that was something I really had to study when I got to San Francisco. But obviously, he's a quick study. He's a smart kid, mm-hmm. but he also went last in the draft. Right, he didn't go twelfth overall. No, and so there's a lot like. There's a lot of that stuff. Like, I went back throughout my, kind of the, just throughout my experience this year with doing games with Bryce Young and then doing games with C.J. Stroud. And the, the longtime passing game coordinator, um, name escapes me right now, uh, Bill Lazor, who is like, we're just talking about C.J. Stroud's ascension. He goes, hey, when he figured out here, he wasn't, he wasn't this. Like when we first got him in in April or whatever, but and, and CJ confirmed this in in my meeting with CJ. He's like, man, I spent my whole childhood under center. I wasn't some seven on seven quarterback, and so Bill was like, listen, man, it's not about who's the best college quarterback because the best college quarterback doesn't necessarily in the college game translate to being good in the NFL. You got to figure out who has the best 
who has got the most transferable skills, who's played in a system that translates to the NFL. So it's about the best skill set based on things that you do in the NFL versus things you do in college. And that's where it becomes really tricky. Because if you just took the face value of... Oh yeah, Bo Nix, last year, 77% completion, 4,500 yards, 45 touchdowns, three interceptions. Right. Mind-blowing numbers. But, but you, none of those numbers that no, they you don't would mean, say are NFL transferable. They don't mean anything. When you're playing Texas Tech and you're getting a one-on-one on the outside and your number one receiver is faced uh, up against or your slot guy is up against their fourth best corner, you're going to run by him. I mean, you're just going to pass through him like poop through a goose. And now I'm throwing a one-on-one on the outside. The safety has no chance of getting over there and helping. And my receiver is four yards beyond your cornerback. I mean, How can you miss? They're deep. They're, you know, they're, they're 25-yard throws in the air. But, Mike, it's, it's like even if you're short with the throw, you're still going to have a completion. So, to recap, you've looked now at J.J. McCarthy and Bo Nix. Which one, either one. And who? J.J. McCarthy and Bo Nix. You've looked at and the two who, of them. Who's this last one? Bo. Oh, excuse me. It's I like, Bo I was like, what did I say? I'm like, oh, God. I, all of a sudden, like, I like. I didn't recognize the recognize name. I'm like, what did I say? What Bo Nix. What do I got? You know, booger Bo hanging, what, what, I have a booger hanging on my nose? What? I was like, what did J. I J. do? J.J. McCarthy and Bo Nix. Okay, J.J. McCarthy and Bo Nix. Um, both. Thank you. Either, neither, would you take at 12? Um, Wow. I probably neither. I, I would probably think that I can get that deeper in the draft. Okay. Good stuff. It's a lot of pressure. Next week, we'll do Michael Penix. Real quick. Yes. Uh, are you guys excited for Valentine's Day tomorrow? That's tomorrow? Yeah. Are you ready? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you, you guys, excited? Are you, yeah, I am. You are? Is yeah, your are you guys going to be running errands after is this? Is your recommendation that we uh, bring it strong? Is that what you're saying? Is yes, this, you can. Is this, is this a day that we cannot slip up? Yes, you cannot slip up. Oh. You have to do something. Oh, we'll do something. It doesn't have to be crazy, but. Oh, I can do something. <laughs> whether it's whether it's enough, I'm not so sure about that, but we we shall see. How about you? You ready, um, you ready to go? Oh yeah, Beau visage. I got all pajama gram, pajama gram. Yeah, you know we're we're good, we're good. Don't worry, hey, don't worry. You're talking about a couple pros here, okay? Talk about a couple of Valentine's Day pros. Man. Fever? I'm not so sure. Too single. I'm, that's true. I you got to have a girlfriend to uh, partake in Valentine's Day. I, I Actually, really, there's a lot of wisdom right I, there, my my young yeah, friend. There's I a lot of wisdom. This, I screwed the whole thing up. My wife's birthday was yesterday. Then I got Valentine's Day tomorrow, and then my anniversary's on the 23rd. That's tough. That's tough. That is that is a had I known that's a negative hat trick right there. Had I known then what I know now. Yes. There may have been some different decisions made. Oh, jeez. I pray Mrs. S is listening right now. No, no, no. I pray I mean, she's listening right I mean, now. I just made her change your birthday to September or something. <laughs> right? This is a wreck. Oh, my goodness. All right. Thank All right. you. Thank you for the reminder, Sid.
Rogue, that's why you're the best. That's a thank you because for probably a lot of guys right now, they're they're just right now hearing that going, oh bleep, yeah, and uh, better, get on, better, better get on it, Bovisage. Okay, there you go, Stokely and Josh coming up next.